Hello and welcome back to season two of Zero Wasted Days. I am honored that you are here with me and I am so excited for all of the episodes to come. I am also just very grateful for all of the reviews that you've been leaving and all of the love that you've been giving me inside my DMs. I love nothing more than to be of service to you and to hear that everything that I'm talking about here at Zero Wasted Days is resonating. You know, I really want to inspire you to push the boundaries of what's expected in your life and business, to challenge norms and your growth edges, and to go after the most audacious dreams because I've seen for myself that anything is truly possible when you have a vision and are ready to go after it. Are you ready to dive in? Let's go. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of Zero Wasted Days. Now we are in season two of Zero Wasted Days and I have an exciting lineup of amazing guests that are going to be coming to talk to us and inspire you. And today is no different with Danica Gim. <laughs> she is coming in to talk to us. She's in Portugal, so it's really exciting to shoot and to record with somebody who's in Europe. And I'm not trying to figure out time zones in America, which is often the case. <laughs> so welcome, Danica. And I'm so excited to have you here on the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. So happy to be here. It's so good to connect with you as a person. So much of what I have come to know of you has been through your artwork and much of the world. I probably know you through your art as opposed to necessarily your personal profile or persona. And so it's just really nice to put images and beautiful artwork together with a face and a personality. So I would love for you to give everybody here, my audience, a little intro about who you are, tell us a bit about your story and how you came to be who and where you are today. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, again, thank you so much for having me. And uh, yeah, online I'm known as uh, Danika Gim, uh, which is my pen name. My real name is Danique. And uh, yeah, I started my journey online about six years ago now. I can't believe it's been that long. I was at the time I was doing an uh, internship in Vancouver. And it was the first time in my life I was away from everything that I knew. I grew up in a very uh, religious household and a very religious community. And it was the first time I was on my own traveling, meeting new people. And very quickly that shifted my worldview. And I wanted to express that in some way. So I made an anonymous Instagram account where I started sharing my poetry about these things that I was going through, about the expression of my femininity, about how that is viewed in church, my sexuality. Yeah, all the stuff that would be very taboo to talk about in my own community. And yeah, that was very healing for me. And that was in the time, I think about a year later, where Facebook and Instagram were merging. Mm. And because it had my phone number linked to it, to my same Facebook account, suddenly like all my friends on Facebook got like a little pop up, like Danica is on Instagram as Danica Gim. And my dad called me like, your grandma just read a sex poem you wrote and what's going on? And I'm just like, oh no. Wow. <laughs> That's not the way I planned that. <laughs> but um, it was also good in a way because I, I could stop hiding and mm-hmm. was able to use my real face, uh, my real name a little bit more. And uh, quickly, the poetry started uh, to turn into art that uh, I was creating. And that's when COVID hit. Uh, so suddenly I had all this time 
to create art. And uh, I was a flight attendant at that time. So obviously there was no work for me because there were no flights going anywhere. So instead I was just at home making art. And luckily for me, other people were at home looking at their phones at the arts. So that's when my audience grew the most. And that's why we're here now, which I'm very grateful for. Amazing. That's really, that's cool in a way that those different coincidences or Facebook and and Instagram merging to be your (laughs) coming out of the closet moment for family. And then COVID, obviously it it would probably would have been devastating to, you know, no longer have your, your steady income and your job, but it forced you into, okay, now what? So had you always had a artistic or had you trained in fine arts or where did that come from? Because clearly that's something that's of talent. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. No, I've never been trained. I was as a kid very into writing already and drawing, creating. I actually published a book when I was 17 in the Netherlands, which was at that time um, was a big deal, which was very fun for me at such a young age. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be a famous author. This is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it was definitely a passion of mine. And my uh, father and my grandfather, they are both painters, my grandfather was. And then my great-grandfather was a great poet, uh, actually, and he was quite well known in the Netherlands uh, as well for that. So I would say uh, I was not trained, but it's definitely in in my blood or DNA. And practice does make perfect. So the more you do it, uh, the better you get. I did one week of art school back in the day and then I was very quickly oh I do not like being told what to do when it comes to my art yeah I dropped out almost immediately because I just realized oh this is not my thing this stifles me and yeah I decided to just go my own path which I'm very grateful for because I made that switch that's how I ended up in Vancouver eventually and started doing this and met my husband in Vancouver and you were all yeah. we were talking about this before we started recording but a mixture as well of a Colombian and obviously Dutch, you're in Portugal. Yeah. And you now live in the US. I now live in the US. I recently moved. I moved in uh, January to Los Angeles because my husband is indeed American Colombian. He had been living with me in the Netherlands five years before that. Now it was my turn to come with him and explore his country, follow his dreams. Um, especially now COVID was over and uh, we felt it was a good time to start uh, starting up his career again because he's a filmmaker and uh, yeah LA is the place to be for that I've been hanging out there but I have to say we've been going back and forth a lot uh, okay. this year we're apparently not completely ready to let go of uh, Europe yet yeah I actually expect that we will be there in November for the first time really like for a consecutive uh, amount of time yeah uh, but yeah it's been a culture shock I'm not gonna lie America is <laughs> an interesting country <laughs> and I know a lot of this community are in the states but it's comforting because when I speak to clients who are in the U.S. they understand that they get that the U.S. is a brilliant amazing place of a land of opportunity but it has its exactly. idiosyncrasies as well yeah. and it's funny because I've lived all over the world and I think you will always have a calling home and I've just come back off holidays after two weeks and just coming home here, like just feels like home. And I think you can re- it really, home is where you have, I, I think, a felt sense of who you, of who you are. And that doesn't necessarily have to just be one country. I think you can feel at home in Portugal or in the U.S. and 
and in, in the Netherlands. So I think it's something. Yeah, absolutely. Places up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And yeah, I know you understand because we were talking a little bit before this. You've definitely been all over the world as well. And it's interesting because when we moved to LA, I think we felt really guilty that there were so many instances that we had to go back to Europe, sometimes for work, sometimes because uh, my grandma passed away, stuff like that. And we were like, oh man, we're just not settling down and this is not going the way we planned. And we felt like really guilty. But the moment we switched our mindset with, okay, this is going to be this way until at least October. Let's just accept it and let's just enjoy it because how many mm. people have this privilege that they can just go back and forth between the mm. US and Europe and let's mm. just make the best of it. And I really noticed that just that mind shift changed mm. everything. And it also allowed me to enjoy the things each country had to offer more because yeah. I think I was very resistant to the United States at first. I was very like, what is going on? Everything's so big, everything's so loud. People just talk to me on the streets and what's happening. <laughs> but now it's actually something I can appreciate. And wow, yes. people are so friendly here. Mm-hmm. And especially when you're in some place new, how nice is it that people just come up to you to make some small talk? It's sometimes it's just yeah, a change of mind that will allow you to enjoy something yeah. way yeah. more. Yeah, And that's the beauty of travel and adventure is one of my core values. And it's something that I now reflect on every minute when we're away and see my kids walking around Mm -hmm. Barcelona and just different parts of Spain. And it's once we stop kind of just resisting and comparing like one place to another and actually just let it be what it is, because obviously we're not changing anything in that place. There just becomes a richness and then you take so much more from it when you stop trying to compare and change. Oh, you're putting that so well, how you said we are not going to change that place. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a very human response. Like when you go somewhere and a culture does not function the way you've been brought up, obviously, we feel a lot of resistance and we feel a lot of frustration too, which Mm -hmm. again, I think it's very normal. It's a very normal response to be like, why are people doing it like this? Like we do it like this and it just makes makes way more sense. And once we work through that, we can finally see for what it is. And we can also enjoy the things that are different, but maybe nicer there than where we grew up. And yeah, it's a conversation me and my husband have all the time because we, of course, we have four different cultures in the mix in our relationship. And I think we went into it to our relationship rather naive because we were like, oh, we're from two Western places. How different can we really be? And I think it was in the first two weeks we were already realizing like, whoa, things are very different from the way you speak, the way a certain intonation means maybe something else, Mm. hand gestures that exist in one culture that don't Mm. exist in another. And Even when you travel a lot, like before you have like a relationship, either like an actual partner or a really close Mm. friendship that's with someone from another culture, Mm. you will not completely understand the depth of Mm. how that culture works. And we say that to each other all the time. Okay, we now have a little bit of more insight in one other culture, like the one with each other. And there's hundreds more out there that we do not understand at all and it makes you feel really humble about actually how little you know how the world works 
Yes. Yeah. It isn't for everybody because I know that adventure and travel is sometimes even within one's Mm -hmm. own country. But if people are inclined to explore it, I think it just makes for a richer human experience when we can all experience something a little bit more from other people's perspectives. 100%. We always say to each other, like 99% of the world's problems are communication issues, just because we don't understand each other. That's really what we've learned from uh, the multicultural relationship. Yeah, add on text messaging. And it's interesting because you may also experience this with having a, a relatively big following of fans on social media, the different kinds of things that might come through as direct messages and how like comments can be misconstrued and how you could read a comment and be triggered or find something offensive where somebody might just be speaking their truth, but equally where some people are being offensive and and using social media as a place because they're behind the scenes and not being seen. Have you found that to be difficult as you've grown your profile? And I guess it's your art almost that's being critiqued, which you would maybe sometimes misconstrue as being a critique to your own person. How have you dealt with that growth? Yeah, for sure. That's a thing. I would say that was especially a thing in the beginning when I started growing really fast, because I think I grew 100,000 people in the the course of six months. And then (laughs) You go from a really safe little community Mm. to suddenly like this influx of sort of strangers in your space. Yeah. Uh, I just notice what people comment is usually really a mirror of what they are going through. Mm. So I'm actually okay with not taking it too personal because they will comment something on my art and be like, oh, it obviously means this and this. And I don't like that because of this and this. And it's always really telling on what they are going through because I never had the intention of it meaning that while creating that that art piece and I know that so for me that doesn't change the work and if they don't like it or it triggers them that's up to them to decide and sometimes I'll say that and sometimes I'll just ignore it you know like it's take it or leave it at the end of the day at the very beginning There were a lot of men also, of course, because my illustrations are only women and often drawn in the nude. So you have people yeah, from other cultures who find that offensive. Other women from other cultures find that very uplifting, find Mm. it empowering. So everyone has a different view on it. And at the end, that view completely depends on where they are coming from, not so much where I am coming from. So I always try to keep that in something like that happens. That's a mature boundary to keep. And understanding that awareness has probably just protected you from a barrage of potential triggers and and wearing that personally on a daily basis as people are, like you said, just reflecting mirrors of what their circumstances are and how they're feeling. And it has very little to do with, with you, but it is obviously very empowering for women because it really does combine this beautiful visual medium with words and it describes how so many women are feeling. I would love to know where that has led you. You said for a long time, it was, these were words and these were feelings that you were feeling like you had to keep suppressed. Was there a moment that you just started, maybe you felt safe because you said it was a bit anonymous online. What was this kind of transition in this period that you really started to share more with the world? Yeah, I would again, I would go back to that moment in Vancouver where it was really coming yeah, into my own. 
And like you said, it was anonymous. So I felt very safe to share maybe controversial poems at that time. Mm-hmm. And that sort of evolved as I started sharing more art and less full like verses of poetry. Because at the end of the day, Instagram is a visual platform. And I just noticed if you post more art, people are just more engaged because... Mm-hmm. No one is really on the app to read a whole bookwork of, of poetry, unfortunately. But yeah, so that's when my verses got a little shorter to um, be combined with the artwork. And for me, that came from a place of where I suddenly had left this religion I had grown up in. And I was suddenly allowed to read all this literature that I had never been allowed to touch before this time. So suddenly I was reading the mystics of old and their poetry and like Rumi, but also mystics of, of the present day. And mm. a lot of their words inspired me and some of their words I would use and just credit them accordingly just to combine with the artwork. And I feel, yeah, that that touched a lot of people and that mm. spoke to a lot of people. And it was nice to discover a whole new world because I hadn't known another world aside of my own religion. And it was really healing for me to go through that process, learn new things while sharing it with other people as I was learning. And have your family since embraced it or are they okay with you with it or where does that sit or is that too much of a personal question? No, not at all. It was really hard, especially the first year, I think. And to their credit, it was, of course, a very big shock because I was in a relationship at that time. and then I suddenly came back, broke up with my then boyfriend, told everyone I am not religious anymore and brought back this Colombian man that I was now going to live with (laughs) in the Netherlands. So I think everyone was a little bit like, okay, are you losing your mind? What's going on? Oh yeah. And by the way, I'm writing sex poems on the internet. (laughs) It was a lot, which I understand. So I don't think they, they were able to be very supportive in the Mm. beginning, But as it grew and also their friends started to take note of what I was doing online and maybe even complimenting them like, oh, wow, your daughter is doing this. It's so awesome. It looks great. Mm. I think they started to shift their mindsets a little bit like, oh, okay, maybe this is not a bad thing just Mm. because it's tied with the whole leaving religion uh, part of my life, Uh, which that is a part I'm sure they still uh, struggle with. But We were able to talk about it a little better. It took some time for sure. And I'm sure they they would prefer it to be different. But at the end, we all have to walk our own uh, path. And this is mine. And I, for one, know I I made the best decision of my life. And I've never been happier. Uh, So that's all that matters in the end. And that's what this whole podcast is about, is about walking our own path, right? I'm just jumping on in here to announce that the waitlist for Phoenix Rising is now open. Phoenix Rising is my proprietary mastermind where you will have access to the beautiful power of sisterhood, the power of one-on-one coaching with me, learning and integrating all of the strategy and energetic work you hear me talk about. So if you're ready to soar and rise up from playing small or feeling stuck in business, and you want to feel expansive and alive again, then jump onto my website and join the waitlist under the Phoenix Rising tab. It starts again in September 2023, and there will be some awesome bonuses and discounts for anyone on the waitlist. I can't wait to see you there. You have continued to make 
courageous changes and decisions. And one of those was closing your store online. And I'd like you just to tell us more about how you are really paving your own way as an artist and an entrepreneur and why you've done this and what's coming. I mean, that's definitely the scary part because I'm right in the middle of it. I wish I was already at the part where I could be telling on a podcast right now, like I made that very brave decision and it all worked out for me, but you'll have to come back in season three and reflect. I mean, I would come back. (laughs) Yeah. I'm still at the part where I'm like, I hope it works out. But yeah, like I said, I've been doing this for six years now, the art part for four And I just feel I've told what I wanted to tell with this specific illustration style, with the affirmations. Also, as I started growing, as it goes in the world, people started taking note of that and they realized that was a very easy way to uh, grow themselves. So a lot of people have uh, copied the style and still made it their own in some way. And Some of them have grown way beyond me. So I think there's maybe 50 other accounts out there that are now doing something similar Mm. with the female-centered illustration with sometimes even the same affirmations and Mm. same positions and everything. And that that is something that you could maybe be really like frustrated about and be like, it's not fair. It has served me in a way I wanted to. It's out there for people who need it. And Mm. I feel it's a saturated thing at this point. They can find it in many other places. And I've just done with it what I wanted to do. And for about a year now, it it hasn't brought me any joy anymore. And I realized the only reason I was going on with it is because I didn't want my Instagram numbers to uh, dwindle. And I was just creating now for the engagement. And when the engagement wasn't there instantly after I'd created something, I would feel down for days. Mm. I was like, am I not good anymore? Why is Instagram changing its algorithm again? Like, I'm not like financially stable at this point. I thought I was going to be like, I never have to work again. I'm just going to make art. <laughs> so it was all these, these realizations I had to, yeah, come to terms with mm. that this is not how I want to live the rest of my life, where my art is dictated by an algorithm And my numbers were dwindling anyway at this point, if I was making art or not. So why not just make the art that I actually want to make, Mm. even when that means smaller audience, slower creation, because I am going back to painting at this point. And yeah, Mm. it takes days, if not weeks, to finish one painting. Mm. And it's not the same as with my digital illustrations, where I just sit down with my iPad and Uh, pump out three illustrations within the hour and these are all things that I have to accept that I made this choice and one of them indeed was closing my shop I had a big sale I sold my prints that I had in stock which went great which then again also made me go did I make the right decision because this went this sale went so great but uh, in the end you have to follow your intuition and Mm. uh, yeah for now this is the decision I have made and I hope it's the right one (laughs) and there's no one saying you have to follow this who says that you can't come back with limited editions or if if something speaks to you and you want to express that in the old format or the old shape there's no rules right it's just trusting but that trust energetically I think also speaks volumes of where you're going because 
with that, like a lot of people would say, my gosh, that's courageous because they could just imagine that your store was pumping it out. And I would imagine those 50 other women or whoever who have like similar accounts to yours would be looking at you going, hold on, why is she leaving it if she was the kind of like pioneer in this? So, and so I think it's very, it's a really courageous and I think it's very inspiring. And I work with a lot of online entrepreneurs who are always trying to find that unique angle, right? But the unique angle is us, right? Is our unique story is who we are. And so if that essence is no longer coming through the way that it was, whether that's through coaching programs or your art, which can be the same thing, then something needs to evolve. Yeah, for sure. And it can be a very uncomfortable place to be in, like that feeling where you're stuck, but you don't necessarily know what the next step is, especially now with social media changing the way it is. It's way more video based now. Mm. And as an artist, that's not ideal. Of course, there are ways to film your behind the scenes process, Mm. but I notice I find that very uncomfortable. Like I do not like creating in front of a a video camera so there's a lot that's changed that you're forced to change with it and I decided I just I don't want to do that I want to yeah walk my own path once again and I'm not gonna lie like it might sound very brave on the outside but it's very scary and it's very uncomfortable and it's financially uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and yeah, you're just putting a lot of insecurity on yourself. Maybe somewhere in your head, you're thinking, why am I doing that? There's no need for me to do that. I have, like you said, I have a good concept going on that people really seem to enjoy. People are already running the other way, seeing that I'm going to do something different. So yeah, it it is very, it's a conflict for sure. But at the end, I just try to live by, okay, we're here for a very short time on this earth. So let's just try to do what you actually want to do. And for me also to take a little bit of distance from social media has been Mm. really good for me. Yeah. Yeah. And quite often that stuck feeling like when I coach my clients through this kind of this discomfort of feeling stuck, one of the best ways to become unstuck is to peel back the layers to figure out what's going on underneath, but also to move that energy, like to move through that. And I think that cathartically and energetically, you will probably, you'll be moving in the right direction, even though it feels you're you're sitting in your pain a little bit, just doing your new form of art is probably the best way to get that energy flowing again. But it is admirable what you're what you're doing. And I would just say, stay the path. Oh, thank you. <laughs> this is great. This is, I have a coaching, coaching session, session with you right now. <laughs> no, but I agree. Uh, I think that's literally one of my affirmations with my art. Like the remedy to being stuck is just to take the first mm. step forward mm. And that I really feel I'm following my own advice on that right Mm. now, because I don't exactly know where I'm going. I'm just putting one foot in front of the other and hoping that the outcome works out. And that's one of the reasons I'm here in Portugal right now. I'm in my family's home, just painting for three weeks straight. And Mm. yeah, the reality is that maybe it will be two, three paintings if I'm lucky, which again is a very different time frame than I used to have for my other illustrations but it's exciting to uh, yeah to actually be putting action behind what I yeah what I want to do 
And yeah, so my website is offline at the moment. I'm still selling my former illustrations on Etsy. And I think they they will stay there for the time being. I have no intention to take them off the internet uh, completely. So people can even still buy them if they really want. And uh, yeah, like you said, there's no rules. If really a year from now I change my mind and I miss my old illustrations and I want to go back, then I do that. And I think again... Social media plays a big role in that because I think mm. we feel that creates certain rules. Oh, my feed has to look like this. This is what, what gives me more engagement. So let me create more of that without yeah. thinking, what do I actually want to make? Yeah. So that's definitely now I'm getting a little older, I'm turning <laughs> 30 in two weeks, <laughs> leaving the 20s behind. That's like things that yeah, I realized that are more important. And we celebrated our wedding a year ago now. And we had 70 people there. And I re- realized, wow, these people are going to be in our lives forever. And what we have is so much more than I would ever be able to express online or share online. And it was just this realization that, that what's going on in your actual life it's just so much more important and it might sound like duh but at the same time our generation is caught up with their image and their also monetary value because nowadays it's like having a lot of followers is is getting money and sponsorships and my account has never really worked that way but for other people and I understand that but it's so good to sometimes take a step back and be like okay why am I actually doing this and do I like doing this and maybe I'm sounding old right now maybe for turning 30 (laughs) and you know what you're gonna keep doing that yeah I think you'll keep doing that through your whole life every time you feel like you're maybe out of alignment and not really heading in the direction that you want to you come back and if you either come back and you sit back and get a better perspective of what's going on to get clear and to get unstuck and I think from what from my experience my next big birthday is 50 but my I think when I look back and when I especially here in Europe and one of the biggest things that I've learned and and I've really come to make a part of even my business coaching is like slow and simple and my youngest son always says slow and steady wins the race mom and literally like to simplify and like the the simplicity in so many of these European cultures like just coming back from Spain and here in France or in Italy or in the Netherlands and in Portugal the basics it's like you go to a lunch and like the basics of food is simple and homes are more simple and all of those things I think that there's so much we can learn from that in who we are and how we're operating our businesses and really putting, reconnecting. That was the catalyst for us moving from Australia to here was like reconnecting with what mattered most to us. We didn't know what it was at the time. It was ourselves. It was us and our families. And you're totally right. This is what you have. When you look at your guests at your wedding, like that is what you are living for. And so when you can put that life first, hence this podcast and my business, then your business will be fueled by that in ways that you could never have having it the other way around. Exactly. Yeah. You put that so well. Yeah. Again, like you can have 200,000 followers on Instagram, but at the end of the day, those people don't 
like really harshly put don't really care about you because mm. they don't really know you and not to say that they couldn't or that you couldn't become like good friends with any of them were you to meet them but you're just another face in the sea of content that they're consuming and yeah like you said like with your family and the example I mentioned with with all the people at our wedding you realize okay this is reality and yeah. this is real and these relationships should be nurtured first yeah. and foremost and then an online community can definitely also thrive but yeah. I think I at least had it maybe a little bit the other way around okay mm. so always be online have to respond to every single comment I get to make sure people know I appreciate them engaging with me and that can still be true but I just realized yeah it's not as authentic maybe as mm. I always expect it to be because maybe I give a certain energy online and then you expect everyone is just the same yeah. oh everyone is very authentically navigating this space but yeah. I, I've learned a really harsh way so that's not true and mm. again maybe very naive on my part that, that that was so shocking but yeah it made me realize there's more important things than man- maintaining uh, a following and yeah. again very grateful for the people that do and for all the opportunities it has given me and that's why I still want to continue to do it but now more in my way. (laughs) Yeah. And to that point around the importance of authenticity and community, you gathered a group of your followers and fans on a retreat this year in Portugal. Tell me about why. Yeah. In Portugal, why was meeting some of your community in person important? And tell me more about the experience. First of all, it was an amazing experience. I was incredibly nervous. just did not know what to expect. I had this great company called Trova Trip. They reached out to me. They organized these trips. So I didn't have to do anything on the organizing part, except telling them what it was I wanted to do. And obviously, Portugal is a very important place to me. I grew up going here. It's now gaining a little bit popularity. I noticed across the ocean and stuff, which is nice to see other people appreciate this beautiful country so yeah I put like the information out there and people signed up because I was also like yeah what if no one just wants to go and it's also (laughs) an investment right it's like a it's like a big travel trip you're gone for a week from work uh, you have to fly here so yeah I met them now two months a little less than two months ago yeah met them here in Portugal amazing group of girls and all from the states as well which was also really cool and yeah, again, I didn't know what to expect. I, yes. yeah, what if there's like a bunch of crazy people that show <laughs> up, fill the online world? You just don't know <laughs> yeah. what you're going to get. But each of them were so amazing and they all had amazing stories to share. And by the end of the week, we had all just became such yeah good friends and we were just yeah. having so much fun together. All the activities <laughs> were great. Some of them I still text with uh, every now and then. Uh, some one of them even potentially found love over there it's still wow. uh, going in the right direction I believe so I oh, hope I'm so not cool. giving any spoilers away <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was more than I ever could imagine I'm doing another one next year in September to oh. Bali this time oh amazing different part of the world yeah I would concur 1000% on the experience of connecting with 
other women in real life, we all really miss that, obviously, during COVID. But just personally, through my entrepreneurial journey, the more that I stopped trying to just do everything on my own, because that was my first foray into entrepreneurship, I was like ready to prove that I could do this. And yeah, I could do it. And I did it. But it's it's a lonely place. And it's a lot more fun, a lot more just supportive and just so much more heart-centered when you can build your business, go through challenges, go through life together with a group of other like-minded women. And so whether or not that is through a retreat, which could be really amazing, like you experienced, or through programs or coaching experiences or whatever it might be, I just think that it's just just transformative and it's transformed me as a female entrepreneur to run my business and to help other women do that hand in hand is I just can't see the benefit of doing it the other way around. And when you actually open yourself up, because it does take a lot of women have sister wounds and and things like don't always have lots of like girlfriends or struggle with that competition between women. And so sometimes come into entrepreneurship with some traumas and triggers and conditioning around that. And so it takes some evolving, but I think as soon as people do and can open themselves up to it, it's a really beautiful way to grow personally and grow your business. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And like you mentioned, the importance of connection between women, but also that mm. in real life connection, because yeah. you, what I noticed is yeah, I texted with these girls beforehand, but then when you meet someone in person, it's so different and they are so different than even you conceive them to be in your head, just based on the online experience that you had with them and that again I feel comes back to what we talked about at the very beginning like the differences between cultures and how we communicate it's also like on the the community online it's just another culture at the end of the day and we the way we communicate there is so different uh, than when you're actually across from someone and you can feel their energy you can yes. see their genders and you can see their expressions it's just a completely different experience and it's so important to still have that yeah. and that's yeah. why I'm so glad I did it because to have connections online is a beautiful thing but to mm. be able to meet some of these women who have been following me for years and to hear their stories and to hear what mm. my art has meant for them that was that was so touching yeah. because for me it's so normal to put my art out there and not really think about it but think to hear how it. that actually has affected someone's life that's something I can almost not wrap my head around so no it's really special to yeah to meet those people and spend time with them yeah I do retreats as well in my business and so I completely concur with that and just meeting people in real life again I think we didn't realize how much we missed not being able to yeah. and when most of my relationships with my, my clients are actually on zoom so to be able to have that opportunity to meet them potentially once or twice a year is really special yeah, that is great. And like you said, with COVID, we were so deprived from that oh. human connection. So it's more important than ever to, yeah, to put an effort prioritize into that. Yeah, yeah, to prioritize yeah, that. To prioritize yeah. that. And just to finish up, because I'm conscious of your time and your energy. And I think we've had a really beautiful conversation. I often have lots of questions and I always know that it's a really amazing conversation when I don't really follow the questions whatsoever. <laughs> So I haven't necessarily followed my, my set questions, but I think that's the way that it needs to go. And I would just love to know as a final question, and this is like a big question, big philosophical question, but I'd love to know what it 
is that you really truly desire in your life and your business and what you're doing specifically this week to prioritize that? I'm going to continue painting this week. <laughs> so that's my priority for the time I'm spending here in Portugal. And I think that ties into yeah what I want for now, for the rest of my life, which is yeah following my own path artistically and hopefully be able to provide for myself and my family that way. But most importantly, touch people and leave something behind in this world that is, that is meaningful. Because at the end of the day, I am also so conscious of that. Like all the worries I have now, like in the grand scheme of things, they are so little. Mm. And I, I would love for my life to keep a balance between, yeah, working and doing the things that are actually important and not lose sight of that. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that's easier said than, than done. But yeah, if, if I can even keep living this lifestyle between the lens of opportunity being the US and the, the lifestyle of Europe where we take yeah. our time, we rest, we focus on family, good food and all those things, then I would be a very happy person. Beautiful, beautiful. It's a really beautiful way to, that is the land of opportunity, America, and being able to support your husband's visions as well and his aspirations. I think it's just a beautiful way. Beautiful. Yeah, way what a make. beautiful, healthy partnership to, yeah. to follow each other's dreams and to give each other space. Oh, it's your turn. It's my turn. Yeah. And uh, to be honest, I am so lucky and I'm so happy even through the struggle and I have a family that loves me I, I have a very happy marriage I'm making art for a living I'm on a mountain somewhere in Portugal <laughs> really even if social media drives me crazy and it's <laughs> not always as stable as I would like to be I really fully realize I'm very fortunate and lucky person <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We need to be grateful for what we've got, but you make your own luck, right? So you have the decisions and the leaps and the, like you said, it, you might not think it takes too much courage, but I think you are certainly paving your own way. And I look forward to seeing how that evolves and having you back maybe on season three or season four. And yes. Being able to I hope I can like, give a conclusion <laughs> to, the, to this story. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. No. How can people continue to connect with you? So on Instagram, your website's coming eventually. Let us know where and let, us, let the audience know where everybody can find you. Yeah, uh, yeah. you can find me on Instagram at danika.gim. You can find my link tree there where you'll find my website, which is currently, we'll say, that's being worked on. Mm -hmm. You can find my Etsy there if you still want some prints that I have created. Uh, you can also find my next travel trip there. Uh, you can find my journals there that I created. And I recently, just last month, published my latest book, which is a collection of all the illustrations I've made in the oh, past beautiful. three years. So that was also a beautiful full circle moment for me, where I have all these creations in one place while I'm moving on to the next thing. So if people yeah. still really want the old illustrations, they can find them there as well. You can find them there. Beautiful. Thank you so much for taking the time today to talk to me and sharing your inspiring story with everybody here at Zero Wasted Days. And like I said, I really look forward to following along on your journey to see how your art continues to evolve and um, how you continue to evolve as a woman as well. Thank you so much for having me, Suzanne. It was lovely. Thank you. 
Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of the Zero Wasted Days podcast. I truly hope you found it to be valuable and inspirational as you work to create a life by your own design. I would love you to rate and review this episode to let everyone else know about it and help me share this important message with the world. All you need to do is screen grab your review, share it on socials, and tag me in to win a $100 Airbnb voucher that I'll be giving away every single month.